0: It's that time. It's that time to get on that grind. It's Monday Night Raw, real estate style. What's up, y'all? We got to get this show popping tonight. We got a good show for you tonight. We got Byron Holman, Byron the Investor, coming on, going to drop some Jews on us, coming out of Texas, and we got a lot of other stuff coming up the following weeks. So uh, go ahead and put your name in and where you're coming in from, and we'll give you a shout out before we get started with the show. Also, let me give a few brief announcements. What up, what up, what up? Yeah, we're streaming live on Instagram right now, temporarily for the first 10 minutes or so. We're streaming live on YouTube at Chris Monroe STL. We're streaming live on Periscope and my new page called Chris Monroe Show. Had to make a new page for Periscope. We're streaming on Chris Monroe Show on Facebook, my personal page on Facebook, and the Woke Real Estate Investors page on Facebook, a free Facebook group that if you haven't joined it by now, You sleep. So uh, like I said, go ahead and put your name in and we'll give you a shout out. So uh, let's see what do we got coming up next week. That's March the 9th. We'll be talking about stacking your deals up. We'll be talking about stacking your leads, stacking them up, stack your list for maximum efficiency. You know, how you pull all these lists and you're like, well, how do I do this and how do I do that? We're going to give you some tools and some guidance to help you get your list right. Let me take this thing off the bottom of here. One moment. We got that text thing scrolling. There we go. Boom. Looks better now. So that's what we're going to be doing next Monday night, March the 9th, seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern. Make sure you're tuned in live for that. That's next Monday. The following week we will be on with. Real Estate Rude. Chris Rude might have saw him on with uh, Grant Cardone or you might have saw him on the Internet talking at Real Estate Talk. We're going to bring him on. He's going to be talking about how to get the skills to get the deals, because a lot of people don't realize that it does actually take skills to get deals. Hold on one moment. Uh, yeah. All right. So you got to click this, get the skills to get the deal. So that's the way to do it. You go ahead and get that there. And you actually, uh, you know, it takes a skill set. You know, a lot of people think, Oh, I'm just going to send out some marketing and everybody going to give me their house. It don't work like that. You got to have some skills, some negotiation, some, you know, know how to talk that talk and walk that walk. And then also we got coming up, um, Stretching out into that on March 30th. I got my bro real estate. Diddy coming on on March 30th, seven o'clock central time? You know, he's a big time closer. Be sure to be here for that. That's going to be hot for show. You know, we're going to kick it down good with that, my bro. And also, let's see here. What do we got on coming up in April? on april the 6th you know how we've been going in on all of these different strategies on all of these different ways to do deals and be advanced we're going to break it back down to the basics wholesaling houses for newbies uh the leader of that group corby nicole is going to come on and and help us out with getting some basics down because i know a lot of times i'm talking to people and they're like man it's way past my head so make sure you're tuned in if you're watching now on youtube bang that bill to know when we go live we also do a lot of other videos live on instagram so if you have, haven't followed me on ig yet you definitely sleep because i do my live seller calls right there where I'm talking to sellers, right there where we're negotiating deals live and full effect. And we do sometimes house walkthroughs or should I buy or say bye-bye? I know a lot of you like that stuff when we put that out. So make sure you're tuned in for that. So we got some definitely some good stuff going. So you know what time it is? It's time y'all to get this thing popping. And we have... And we
1: have... Mr. I Stay Woke.
0: And Mr. I Stay Woke what's happening what's happening what's happening this is the student master teacher mr i stay woke chris Monroe, and i'm right back at you with another real estate video you know we bringing in some heavy hitters like i just said so let's see who we got up in here first i see we got uh let's see byron the investor in the green room on standby what's up robert he said he'll be watching let's see who else we got up in here What's up? What's up? What's up? Giving me the eyeballs. that mean you woke or do that mean you're broke? Tell me something. Who is this here? Stay woke. What up, Rick? What up? What up? Big D in the building. I see you. I see you. What's up? What up, though? Chris Jackson making it happen down in Texas as well. Charlie Weber. Hey, 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 howdy. Back to you. Let's see who else we got here. Trying to stay woke. Good evening. That's right. We got to stay woke. Y'all get them papers padded up. Get them checks coming in. Let's see here. Ashley. What's up, Ashley? Good to see you down in Houston. She in Houston, too. Look at that, all the Houston representatives coming in. What's up? Baton Rouge stepping in. What's up? What's up? What's up? Let's see. We got a lot of people in here. So like I said, if y'all like this video, give it a thumbs up, give it a share, and uh, we'll get some more people up in here because we only almost got, what, 28 people? I know we can do better than that. What's up? Greetings from NYC, New York, big city of dreams. My man, what's up with the Nuggets? You know it, Milwaukee in the building. So like I said, without further ado, I'm going to bring in my brother from the South, Byron, the investor. Good. What's up?
1: What's good? What's good? Hey, hey. I'm happy to be on, man. Yeah, yeah. I love that intro, man, by the way. Yeah, you got to get your fired up, get your motivated. Yeah. You know, So yeah, it's on. <laughs> I got excited. I, I didn't even know what was going on. I was, I was ready to talk, man. I'm glad you muted my, uh, my, uh, my mic. (laughs) So you finna going to be going live? You finna going to start spitting something? I was going to turn up. I was going to turn up right there on that beat. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, it was going to happen.
0: I know that's right. I know that's right. So for people who may not know, who may be under a rock, who is Byron the Investor? Give a little background on who you are, bro.
1: Man, Byron the Investor. Byron the Investor is... Um, a local investor out here in Houston, Texas. Uh, we primarily focus on the Houston and surrounding city, uh, uh, areas. We have not started getting, well, we do a couple of virtual JV kind of deals every now and then, but for the most part, we are local to Houston. Um, we, uh, you know, we the thing is, and I don't even think we've tapped as much of the market as we possibly can. Even though a lot of people say that you can't do millions in one market, uh, I, I would disagree. Houston is a pretty big market. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we are doing some great things here in Houston. I do have a partner by the name of Brian Rigby. Y'all may know him. House Bond Brian. And, uh, yeah, you know, we just been trying to turn up out here in Houston, man. Um now, in terms of my background, I am a nurse uh, by trade. Um, I still work maybe like one or two days a month, maybe three or four every now and then. Uh, but for the and I'm an a administrator there, so I do have a background in running stuff. You understand what I'm saying? I like to run stuff. So um, you was a born boss. You know what? I wasn't a born boss. I can't even take that credit. Because I had to learn to be a boss and I didn't know all of the dynamic. Matter of fact, you know, making that transition from a wholesaler, right. um, And doing my own thing to, to, to being a boss was, was kind of, I ain't like that for one, I didn't make as much money, you know, uh, as I initially did. Now that's another thing that we're going to, we need to probably touch on too uh, that transition phase. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, also, I became I feel like now I've become more of a counselor slash coach slash motivational speaker slash uh problem fixer and psychiatrist. All at the same time? Yeah, all at the same time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, so that's what that is. That's what that is. Wow. So, so a
0: lot of the skills that you learn from your regular job was easy to just transfer right on over into this real estate. Huh? Yeah
1: they were they were because you know being a nurse the good thing is you know i deal with uh, um, not to say that my people have got psych issues but i'm just saying you do have those skills and you develop that level of patience right of uh uh and that that worked even with a lot of sellers because you know you like you may know you know you go on a couple of these appointments and you try to close some deals these people will test mm. your patience you understand what I'm saying? So so having those those skills to be able to um, being able to not cut somebody out when you feel like it that's a skill. A lot of people don't understand that, that that's a skill uh, uh, because, you know, they will push you to that point a lot of times, especially when you trying to get deals closed. The seller's going crazy. They're going AWOL. The buyer's going AWOL. Trust me, you know, so um, having those skills definitely helped me out a lot for sure.
0: Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match, not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com.
1: How long have you been uh, doing wholesaling and or real estate now? Man, I've been in I've been in wholesaling going on t- like two and a half years, about two years, man.
0: So you still not a long. baby?
1: I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm not a baby to business though. So I don't like I don't like people to compare, you know, where I'm at, you know what I mean, to where they at, and think that you know. Don't get it twisted. Like I've been a serial entrepreneur all my life. So when I transition, you understand what I'm saying to this? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was full steam ahead just as soon as I started. You know.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what helped me, too, because, you know, I was already hustling and flipping stuff, selling furniture, collectibles, yeah. and when you already got the hustle spirit and you can sell and you can close, it's like, oh, just selling some paper? What? <laughs> that's, that's it? Ago,
1: I'd have sold cars and all type of stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> Marsha Ray said she a nurse, too. Shout out to all the nurses, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she said, I'm a nurse, too. Nurse gang strong. <laughs> yeah, we in here. We need them now for this
0: coronavirus.
1: Hey, for real, man. You think we, they, that's going to have
0: any effect on the people uh, with the real estate business at all? You think that's going to have an effect on us?
1: A positive one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a positive one. bro. I think, you know, it's, a lot of people uh, listen to, like, a lot of doom and gloom right about the economy. Like, honestly, and I I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm just impervious to any economic downturn, upturn, it don't even matter to me, man. I feel like if you're a real, real true hustler, you're going to get it out the mud no matter what. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, honestly, when the economy is worse, uh, man, I think it's even more opportunity. You know what I mean? Just keeping it real. like It's always opportunity. And the more property you own, that's why I'm heavy on uh, owning property now. You know what I mean? Um, you even become even more impervious to economic changes because you're creating your own economy. Exactly. So that's where I'm with it now. So so so
0: you kind of uh, still doing a lot of wholesaling, or are you looking for cherry picking ones you want to pick out, or do you have a number say buy one wholesale three, or how how do you do it?
1: You know, I I um, I I I, I, you know, I thought about that, but mostly what I do is anytime I get a deal that makes me feel kind of stupid, if I sell it, <laughs> I keep it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like if I feel like wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm finna oh, wait a minute, I'm wholesale this. I bought this house for five thousand. Like, and the ARV on it is about 150 Wait a minute. No, no, no. I need to go ahead and keep this. So so I keep those properties. You know what I mean? Um, that's why a lot of times I, I get a lot of wholesalers that hit me up and be like, man, you buying properties? Yeah, I am, but not at the price you're selling them at, nine times out of ten. <laughs> you right. Know I
0: mean? like we even we got used to the wholesale yeah. price.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see behind the curtains. And once you see behind the curtains, you know how the sausage is made? Yeah, you ruined. You ruined. You ruin. I tell people that I
0: say, you got to be, you know, you can't go pay the middleman all the time. You got to be the middleman. And once you figure out, hey, why am I paying an extra 10 or 15 grand on a deal where I could have just found the deal myself and bought it, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So you say you've been doing it about two and a half years. You shifted Uh more so from doing all wholesale to trying to keep a few. um, How many properties are you holding now?
1: Right now, I got five. Right now, I got five. Uh, and I'm actually in the process of getting those fixed up because, uh, so most of them are actually on one block. So I'm buying like an entire block. Uh, my plan is to buy the rest of the block. Uh, once I, you know, just get all of the legalities sorted out because it's like a lot of family dynamics and it's just a lot of crazy stuff going on. So I got, uh, uh, so right now, yeah. So basically I'm trying to just buy that whole block. So, uh, in fact, I was talking to uh, one of the guys that owns some land over there, and um I may even—I've um I've been re- reaching out to Chris. I don't know if he's serious or not. You know what I mean? He just—you know—you know—you meet people when they talking. You know what I mean? They be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna help you, man. I got you. I got you." And then you know, you hit them up, and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> then they be I like, "One of
1: those situations." You know what I mean? But yeah. if it ain't—we're gonna—we're gonna—we're gonna build that block. We're gonna build that block together. You know? What but I mean? that's hard I'm, though. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's smart because there's some places here, especially like in St. Louis, where houses, you can't almost give them away. Two grand, three grand. Like, man, just buy the whole block. Buy about 50 of them,
1: and you bring the values up. Exactly. And that's the plan. And this is in a newly gentrified area, right? So there ain't really a lot of activity going on. So I figure I'm just buying everything that I can on that whole street, right? Before everybody get the wise idea, I'm just buying everything. And then what I'm going to do after that is... I'm gonna start building, but at that point, I'm gonna own everything. So it's like you can't just go jump dump du- the prices way up on me like that. You know what I mean? Because I'm so gonna you
0: my- gentrifying it yourself.
1: I'm gentrifying- yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Self gentrification, baby. self Gentrification. You know what <laughs> I mean? And the cool thing is, I'm holding on to the property, so I'm not gonna flip it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not gonna take it from 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 us and then go throw it to somebody else. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna keep it. Right here with me. You know what, what I mean? Right. So, that's
0: smart. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. So that's that's the good thing to, you know, start trying to hold on a property because I don't want to wholesale nothing no more almost. That's bad. I, I mean, I'd be looking like, how can I stay in the deal?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's another thing we're actually getting ready to transition to, Brian and I, because we're actually interfusing, uh, and, and I, I'm talking about that whenever we go into the paperwork aspect, we're interfusing wholesaling. And, and creative finance. Um, yes. I'm really, really excited about um, about some of the things that we're getting ready to do on that uh, front, too, um, because that's going to open up a new market. We're already kind of changing things with the way that our business model is set up, because for people that normally do the type of numbers that we do. They typically have like an office, right? Everybody has like an office. They got the dong, the big bomb things, you know, they ring them. You know what I mean? And, and exactly. So, so, my thing was, you know, it was like, do I really wanna leave a job to go create another one? You understand know what I'm saying? So, for us, and then also we wanted to kind of be in a position to recruit uh, some of the best talent in the world. Um, we don't wanna be limited to locale. Right, Um, when it comes to recruiting talent, so that's why we're not going to have an office. We we we, we're we're against that. We're going to keep. We're going to find some of the best, absolute best talent in the world, and we're going to create some of the most robust systems. Right, because that's the thing. Like when you have less monitoring, right, you have to increase your 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 systems uh, in order to um, control things. Right speak. You know what I mean? So what we've developed, we've focused mostly on creating extremely robust systems uh, and then also, but at the same time, allowing people to have the maximum amount of time freedom. Therefore, I can be on vacation in Bali, right? And still close 100, $150 in a month. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I won't be mad. You know what I mean? So that's what we uh, that's, that's, that's kind of where we at with that on top of, of course, you know, trying to build a uh, my own little mon- monopoly game. You know what I mean? Like so it's
0: kind like you trying to do more. Uh, uh, how do, do y'all do use virtual
1: assistants or everybody local? Or how do you do that part? So we do have virtual assistants, but the only virtual assistant that we really have right now is really from here. So he he he's he's Filipino, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but he was, he used to live here, right? And then he moved to the Philippines to be closer with his family. And, um, he is a beast, uh, you know, when it comes to running numbers, he does, he's kind of quasi CFO. The guy helps with running all of the numbers. Like, I mean, and when I tell you, we, we run numbers, numbers, we, we, yeah, we, we don't, you know what I mean? We don't skimp when it comes to, cause we have to, right? Because we are, we, we're a company that, that kind of thrives on time freedom. Right? We want everybody to be able to close deals um, at their own convenience that work for our company. But you got to understand, we got acquisitions managers that probably, we got an acquisitions manager that probably did about, shoot, man, maybe about 20, 30 grand last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got acquisition, we got lead managers making crazy numbers. Uh, lead managers, acquisitions, but it's, it's great because the people that work for us get big checks, we get big checks. And then at the same time, we all have time freedom.
0: Oh, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I could agree with that. So so it sounds like you say building up that team is very essential and hiring good talent. Now, I know that's very important. Really, I think that's one of the hardest things in business in general that I've ever came across in business is having good people who work for you. or Good people who work with you. Either one. What are some of the ways that you go about finding and or training these people up to make them strong killers
1: like you? So, so what, this is what I found, you know what I mean? Cause we went through quite a bit of people, right? Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and what, what, what I found is this right here. You, you really don't make great people, man. You don't make great people. Um, you can't inspire people to be great. I've given up on that. You can't motivate people to be great. Mm. They have to already be great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, so, so, so what I mean by that is, you cannot. So what What? this is what I do. This is my process now. Um, and I've gotten better and better at it um, over the years um, of, of hiring. And then also, you know, with what I do as an administrator at the hospital, I, I, you know, going through people and, and recognizing those talents is something that is critical. So mm-hmm. now what I do is I have my core values. OK. And um, I don't bend those you know i we have a set rule a set core values and if that person embodies those 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 core values naturally then they may be a fit i uh-huh. don't care if you're the most knowledgeable you know what i mean we just hired a new dispositions manager and i clean up a lot of her mistakes right <laughs> all the time right and i love it i love it because she represents the core values to me to me the core values are are are, are the one hundred percent most important because you can teach the knowledge,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: get what I'm saying, but you cannot teach, you can't teach core values, you can't teach certain levels of integrity, certain levels of hustle, certain levels of shark. You can't teach that. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So well, we got sharks floating around us right now. <laughs> exactly. You can't teach a, You can't teach a shark how to be a shark. They they gotta have that in them. You born that way. So, right. so my philosophy now is, yeah, I don't t, I ain't, I'm not. If I gotta motivate you, you may not be on my payroll long. Mm, so you quick to hire and quick to fire, is that what I'm hearing? I'm not quick enough to fire. I, you know, I've, I've been, I've been a little slowful. I'm just being open and honest. You know what I mean? I haven't fired as fast as I've needed to. Now I fire faster. I get better and better because. Look, you know, people have livelihoods. You build relationships, friendships. We're a small company. So when you fire somebody, it sting. It it's feel a, it's, you feel it. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit up here and act like, you know, uh, I'm Donald Trump around here. You know what I'm saying? You're you know, fired. I'm yeah, I'm not. I have not. I haven't gotten that skill of hardcore, just absolute ruthlessness yet. But I'm working on it because I think it does. You do need a certain level of ruthlessness in order to uh, to find good people. Unfortunately, it's just the way it is. It it really is. If you think about it, if you think about it like this, right, I look at it like a a basketball team. How often do they fire hire, trade to get the best people?
0: Yeah, pretty
1: often. So for me, you know, I'm getting to the point to where I want to get to that level to where I can legit you know, be on some, you know, the Lakers. I want to be the Lakers, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: seller, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Lakers, so, the, the real estate Lakers in this mud.
1: Exactly, so,
0: exactly. So if y'all get exactly. any kind of value from this, give this video a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share, my bro drop a knowledge on here. Uh, also, uh, Byron, I wanted to ask you, so um, when you get these people, you said you really can't train them up to where you want to, I mean, you could train them, but you really can't inspire them and motivate them uh so you're always hiring is that what i'm hearing you just always hiring
1: actually man actually we've gotten kind of good at the hiring process we are always hiring. we're actually hiring right now we're hiring for uh acquisitions managers right now we're looking for a dispositions assistant um because you know yeah so yeah we're definitely hiring uh for people and it's a great job you know you can make you can make about six figures you know what i mean um yeah, so and you can write your own check. So, and plus, we pay salary too. You know, in these new positions, we're gonna be paying salary as well. So, yeah, yeah, man. You know,
0: it's a lot of people looking at this now. They're gonna watch yeah, the replay
1: too. They're gonna to be flooding your inbox. So, are you not hiring locally, or they can be anywhere in the United States as long as they got an internet connection? So, right now, we're hiring locally, but we're planning on expanding. Okay, so right now, we're, 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 we're our focus at this point is, is perfecting our systems to a point to where we could just easily easily just just roll them out because and it's not that we haven't uh perfected the wholesale side of it we're we're planning on doing some creative finance uh fusions into the mix um we're gonna be doing mixing some some owner finance some hotels raising private money um, it's a lot of infusions that are going to be taking place, which is going to increase the in- complexity of our business. But at the same time, you know, the bag is going to increase as well. So we are still in the phase of systematizing all of that stuff. And again, that, that's, that's another thing about working virtually like the way we do. Training is one of those things that's a lot harder to get done whenever you're not right there in the office with that person every single day, you know, banging out new information.
0: So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it could definitely be a big deal. Because I mean, you know, because people ask me all the time. Yeah, I got a creative deal. I want a JV. I'm like, well, we could kind of JV a wholesale deal. But when we start talking about holding property, that's kind of a long term relationship. That's not like, you know, maybe we could split a fee or do something on the front end. But as far as long term holds, somebody got to be Hey, i I'm responsible for the house. Or you got to say, yeah, I want to be buddy, buddy with you for life uh, until we mm-hmm. sell this house. And, you know, you don't really want to get into bed with nobody, like
1: anybody like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. 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 Come up with an STD. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something you don't want to have. Yeah, you can't throw it back. you would be old, man. You know what I mean? Better wrap it
0: up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. All right, yeah. So to get into the paperwork uh when it comes to real estate paperwork how important is it to have the right paperwork
1: you know it's absolutely it's, it's it's vital you know what i mean and a lot of people do not take it as serious as they need to um and that's what i'm finding the good thing is that i do get a chance to jv with a lot of people um because you know we you know we we out here we out here out here so and I find so many flawed things on paperwork, and I know that a lot of people have taught, hey, just get in there, just do it. It'll work itself out. But no, no, you don't want to just do anything because what's happening is all of those little mistakes, eventually they catch up with you, and then it tarnishes the whole brand of what we do, right? And I don't want to be put in a situation where the government has to come and regulate Mm. what we doing. I want the I want the government out of our business as <laughs> much as possible. You know Be, know like story. Story. Be like yeah. you, know you can't wholesale, but one year, one deal every 12 months or some old crap. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what happens when the paperwork ain't right or when the business structure ain't right. All of those kind of things start to happen. People get misused and abused and it, it just goes wrong. So. So for me paperwork you know that's why right now on my website I, I you know i do a lot of giveaways you know what i mean i give away a lot of paperwork that we that we use right that i know is 100 percent legit and it's not gonna get you in trouble matter of fact it's probably gonna save you um um a lot of headache you know what i mean because our, our paperwork is time tested right it's not uh-huh. just it's not just a lawyer drafted up some stuff that may work for this situation or may work according to his philosophy. No, this paperwork works according to problems that we've dealt with.
0: Exactly.
1: You understand what I'm talking about? So you have to
0: address something before it happens.
1: Exactly. Or I got stung extra hard because I didn't do this right. So now this fixes that, Mm. you know what I'm saying? So, so it's critical. Uh, that of course that you get the right paperwork or or have a real real uh uh understanding of what you actually getting people to agree to and what you agreeing to a lot of people don't even know what they're agreeing themselves to <laughs> you right about that just sign anything oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> I wouldn't sign a daffy duck on that <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah you yeah, know? yeah
0: so is there any particular document that you feel is more important than others or they all have equal weight what do you feel about that what's that any particular document is it do you think the purchase and sales agreement is the most important or the assignment agreement or is there another I document that you feel like is the most important or are they all would, pre-
1: I would say I would say the assignment agreement is important uh because some deals you're not gonna use an assignment agreement. Some some deals you're gonna have to use a purchase agreement, right? You may have to do a double close. Right. Sometimes when you have a realtor in the mix, right, you may have to do a a double close or you do an assignment and then you have to write in the special provisions what you're going to pay that realtor. Different situations like that, because that that is a lot because now, you know, with buyers finding buyers, a lot of people are going through realtors. Right. Mm -hmm. So so realtors don't have a thorough understanding of what we actually do in the wholesale space. So a lot of times, a lot most of the confusion sometimes will come from your realtors if you don't have your paperwork tight and can explain exactly what you're doing, especially when you're doing something like an assignment, right? So mm. you definitely want to have space to be able to write in that Realtors Commission and different things of that nature. And somebody asked a question real quick. Uh, how many yeah, projects? I'm going to
0: go through them all. Cause it's, okay. it's about forty of them. I see y'all loaded up. They put a lot of questions. They're gonna they're gonna ramshack you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to it. We're
0: so. Yeah. It. so if y'all have any questions? Put them in the comments. We'll get to every one of them before we get off of here. Um. And so, so you said the assignment agreement. So very important. That's one of the most important. I agree with that because um. You know, a lot of people just. Assign something over and they ain't even got the, the uh, earnest money or the non-refundable And just know me yeah, yeah. like,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, And another thing too i'm gonna drop a gem on y'all and, and actually we just updated our assignment agreement on my website Um, this is another thing that we've run into, you know, again You're running into problems and having a release of earnest money along with your earnest money So, I mean along with your assignment. So what we're doing now Is a lot of title companies don't uh, they don't accept just your non refundable assignment agreement on that one agreement. They want you to have a separate release of earnest money okay agreement as well. So what we did on our new assignment agreement is we have it all together, so when that buyer signs your assignment agreement they're also signing the release of earnest money and who that money is to be distributed to and in the state of Texas. You you can't get a you can't release earnest money without having that actual real release uh, uh, paperwork signed separately. So you went
0: on and added it to the document like exactly. an intelligent person would do and exactly. have it already ready to go.
1: Exact. Again, this ain't no lawyer that drafted this up. These these are problems. Yes, these are problems yes. <laughs> that they drafted it up. You know what I'm understand what I'm right. saying? And that's the yep. difference. Yeah,
0: because I have uh, my purchase and sales agreement. You know, the original document, we lock it up with a seller with it already gives an additional 90 days to clear title issues in the event. Some come up so we don't have to go back and say, can we get an extension? It's exactly. already built in. And a lot of people don't know that you should have something like that
1: in your. Exactly. paperwork. Exactly. And that's one thing. Another thing we have in there, we have a, a you know, I. you know, a lot of people know and a lot of people love it. You know uh, that that you know that I did I that kind of made me a little you little famous. You know what I'm saying on the paperwork side of things yeah. is that I had a forever contract. Uh, our purchase agreement ha- it is essentially um, forever. You know I mean we're we'll gonna be in this thing like a marriage um, in the sense that if if it is some some title work that comes up, you protect it. Yeah, uh, if you don't have to go back to that seller. And renegotiate. Um, the way we had that paperwork set up is it says it reads uh, uh, this: this agreement is to close on or before date listed in paragraph nine. If the if it doesn't close or if there's some title issues that come up, um, um, you know that prevents us from closing, and we're going to close thirty days after all title work is complete. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait a minute! <laughs> after all title, title work is complete, that's the key word. Yes, indeed. And that that right there, listen, that has saved so many deals. How do I find that out? Because I've been burned on that. Listen to this. Imagine this. Imagine this. You go and you lock up a deal, right? You go to that seller's appointment, right? And that seller is super excited. They're like, man, you're going to buy my house for twenty thousand dollars. You're gonna give me 20000 dollars right? And they super excited. You leave the ARV on this thing is like $150. You know, you're gonna be able to sign that joint for like $50. You're gonna make like $30 grand, right? And then come to find out, the seller hits you back like a two week later, or when you send it to the title, they tell you, Well, you know, which caller don't own this property uh by itself. He got like eight other siblings. Now you 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 gotta now the, the one that you've been talking to. The whole time he can't even sell you the property. You get what That's I'm saying? And and, and and your and your contract you, you, only for 30 days or however long it is, right? And then now yo how long is gonna take to clear that title? You man, with that many siblings, it could take you six months to just, just to get all of the, the title work complete. And now I say, you know what? I don't think I want to sell. I don't, I don't like, like house house house. House. that sounds like a scam.
0: <laughs> we just got one like that said, I don't want nothing to do with the house and I ain't signing nothing.
1: I ain't signing a- So deal. what you do with that? You know what I'm saying? And you ain't got but 30 days and, you, and, and, and nobody re- re- ready to agree. So what happens is, is when you have your paperwork together, again, when you have your paperwork together and it's robust, you don't have to deal with that because now you got a forever contract. You got a buyer in a forever contract and you good. You know what I mean? And then you're gonna and then you gonna be smart in a situation like that and you're gonna get you a memorandum too. And you're gonna throw that memorandum on that thing and you're gonna uh uh and if the family members get too smart you're gonna quietly and, and politely let them know listen, Mr. Seller, you know I understand your frustration, but we have an agreement here and you're not gonna be able to sell this property with anybody else. I've recorded it with the title company and with the state and the county. So uh uh You know, you won't be if you take it to a title company, they're going to tell you to go right back to buying the investor uh, to get whatever business y'all had sorted out first, uh, sorted out. And uh, it's such a gratifying feeling whenever that seller has to come back to you with that humble pie. They humble
0: pies a mud
1: Face the whole the whole conversation be completely different you know they'd be extremely arrogant on the phone with you at the beginning telling you about what they're not going to do and what they are going to do and then they had to come on back to you and, 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 and with that humble pie situation and,
0: and break that down for people who may not know i mean we call it deal insurance or memorandum uh, of agreement mm-hmm. what is that how, how does how does that protect you when you're when you, uh, trying to buy a house
1: okay. so the memorandum the memorandum great question the memorandum what that is, is basically it, it, it notifies the world, okay, essentially, that this property is in the process of being purchased. Now, the reason they instituted this particular document is because what buyer, what sellers would do before they had this document is they would take buyers money, okay, right, and you have buyers that will be coming in from out of town, they be relocating to move, and, and, and it's a lot of expense that go in there. Plus, the buyers would have to get appraisals done, uh, inspections done, all these different things that cost tons and tons of money. Plus, make plans, change jobs, and come to find out, the seller be like, uh, I sold it to somebody else for a dollar more. Sorry. No, you can't $1. be selling. So you're telling me they'll sell you out for a whole dollar? For a whole dollar. You got sellers like that. You got sellers like that. So the government said, no, nah, no, nah, that ain't right. So they instituted the memorandum and the memorandum protects buyers in the case of a seller trying to go behind your back and steal your deal or another lazy hustle investor going behind your back, trying to steal your deal. And usually if they any got any kind of education in terms of the investment space, they'll, you, you, you mention that real quick to them and they'll tell you. Oh, okay. All right. I know I can't um mess over this dude. He know what he's doing. Let me go on to the next. He ain't no lightweight. <laughs> he ain't no lightweight. You know, even though a lot of lazy hustlers will, they don't be knowing no better. They some of them will still try to take it deal. You got to let them know, look, man, you can't take the deal, bro. You know what I mean? Any title company you go to, as soon as they run that title, they're gonna see buyer and investor, they're gonna see me pop up just like 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 uh, Santa Claus.
0: Oh <laughs> ho ho, ho give my
1: money, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: So have you been able to use that memorandum and actually get a check from
1: somebody? Oh, yeah. like oh yes. Oh yes. I've used it several times. Most times though, honestly, um, I uh, uh I usually don't. Sometimes it depends on the seller, okay? So if that seller uh is legit and of something may have happened to where it was a legit reason as to why we had to separate, then I, I give them, you know, I, I give them their property back. I ain't, you know, I ain't in it for, for, you know, you know, I'm not in it for, for memorandum money or even earnest money. You know, I'm taking earnest money. I ain't, that's not, you know, to me, that's a, that's a lazier form of hustle. I do believe it's necessary sometimes, but I'm not in it for that. Particularly, I, I would rather do business with you or not do business with you. And honestly, I ran into a lot of that when my rapport skills weren't as good or when I was dealing with like the uh, uh, what you call it, the the the, uh, the pre foreclosures. Now, pre foreclosures is just not lawyer. That's just not a lawyer. Not at now. all.
0: They cut your
1: neck off. Like I got working yeah, on they, work they, right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now. They 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 will sell their house to somebody for a dollar more facts. You understand what I'm saying? For a dollar more, have an agreement and everything and just be like Yeah, a quarter more. Damn. Yeah, they call.
0: They call. That's bad. Bad. So that's um, so that's definitely something that people need to implement is have that memorandum and actually record it. So do you record it automatically or do you just record it when they start acting funny?
1: Just when they start acting funny. Um because you know, honestly, man, I'll be honest with you. We rarely have to institute that now because my acquisitions managers have gotten so good at rebuilding rapport. Um, I'm good at, you know, diffusing situations. We A lot of times you deal with the memorandums when you got a I don't answer my phone problem. You understand what I'm saying? You ghost people. You do things that seem a little shady. If you answer your phone, you straight up with people. You answer their questions. You build rapport with them. Why you need a memorandum? You don't need it. And I'll be honest with you. We don't need it it in most cases. We really don't.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm a big advocate of asking at least 50 questions. If you ain't asked 50 questions, you ain't asked enough, in my opinion, because then you know how they think, how they feel, what they're gonna do if they can't sell it to you, what they're gonna do if they're gonna list it. I mean, whatever. We know the whole thought process before we ever make an offer or lock it up. That's how I do it. So I really don't have that problem either.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's see what we got here. I
0: think we got a, a couple of questions over here. Let me see here. I mm-hmm. see they got a bunch of stuff. Good night. All these comments in here. Nurse practitioner. Let's see here. Guys oh, yeah. keep amazing work. All oh, all kind of nurses in here. Look at that. Y'all taking over the world. Oh my goodness.
1: We in here. I think that's <laughs> the week or two. Yeah. Miss right.
0: Let me see here if there's any actual questions. I see it's a lot of comments. Let's see here. New word. Let's see here. Creative finance. Let's see here. Hey, Chris. Born in the STL. All right. Well, I oh, see everybody escaped this place. A lot of people left. Went to Texas.
1: Is Texas that much better or something? Man, I love Texas. I love. Are Texas. you born and raised there or what? I, I was born in Cali, but I, oh. in
0: Texas.
1: but I love Cali, too. Though Cali is dope too. I'm you like said it. them damn taxes too high. I'm going over here. too high, <laughs> man. Taxes way too high. Too many restrictions. You know, I love Texas. I love Texas.
0: I'm in Houston. Would like to learn more. There you go, Sally. you right in the market.
1: Yes, indeed. It
0: so how like do people uh, hit, hit you up? I guess, uh, how do they contact you or get your <laughs> documents? You have some documents.
1: The best way is on my website. You can go to BuyerAndInvestor.com the and then on IG. You know what I mean? Um, IG, I'm pretty active on there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real active on, on IG for the most part in terms of my DMs. I don't post that much. I need to post more, but you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty active on there. It looked like somebody said, "What kind of deals do you need memorandums for?" I would say pre foreclosures. Um, you definitely need memorandums for pre foreclosures, wouldn't you agree, Chris? Uh,
0: yeah, you need memorandum for pre foreclosure, and oh, uh, babe. let me see what is their question. I got so many things over here. Let's see here comment. They asked, "Uh, let's see here. You said what is what? What was the question?"
1: Somebody asked what kind of
0: deals I was saying. Okay. What kind of deals do you need memorandums for the most? If you have to say, so yeah, those pre foreclosures, anybody uh, seem desperate. Cause see, that's even one of my questions. When I ask people, are there any other buyers that's looking at this property? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I got three more people making offers. Oh, we see, we got one of them kind. See that, exactly. you know, when you ask the right questions. They'll tell you most of the stuff you need to know to know if you're dealing with somebody who might just take that dollar more.
1: Exactly. And and, and 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 key word he said was desperate. When people are desperate, um, you know, th- yeah, it's no breaks on what they gonna do, man. Tell <laughs> you, out the you know what I mean? Um, and they'll do anything, man. They'll, they'll, they'll do literally anything.
0: Yeah, they'll go in a heartbeat. Yeah, those pre-foreclosures and anybody, you know, sometimes it depends on how they found me. So I know if somebody found me off the website, I'm on high alert. You gotta hit them back quick, lock them up yeah. quick do everything quick. Cause they, when they go on that Google, they're going to hit all five websites and we on the top page. I think we number seven of St. Louis. Hey, we moving up on the first page, but uh, there's some people up there before me and you know, they probably hit all them before they got to me and somebody probably going to come in and try to knock up a deal and do something out. So that, now if they call in on a bandit sign, chances are, I don't really have too many competition, too much competition on those. Um, so a lot of times it just depends on how we find them. If we just cold called them and they weren't expecting it, I don't expect a lot of other buyers to be looking at it because nobody else was really calling them or hitting them up.
1: Possibly. You know, would you agree with any of that? 100%, 100%. And the main thing, I, I, like I like he said, just desperation and you'll find man, like a lot of the sellers that we deal with are not desperate. I mean, you know um, I, I've, I've literally, um, you know, bought a lot of, well assigned a lot of houses for millionaires, you know, they own multiple properties, but, you know, for whatever reason, this one don't fit. They, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? And they get rid of it. So you'd be surprised how many people sell houses for whatever reasons that they sell them for. Um, I never like I, I That's another big thing I'm not big on is mind reading. Mind reading end up being your version of excuse making. Um, so I don't get into the mind reading and I don't try to understand everything why people do what they do look man just get the deal done and stop telling me what that seller ain't gonna go for i just know it they ain't gonna go for this you don't know you, you don't, don't know, know what they
0: gonna do they still blow me away yeah we had a, we had a con a house under contract for ninety five thousand. they mm-hmm. owed a on it they said they're gonna bring 25k to close in the sell a house <laughs> draw me away still <laughs> to this day
1: you understand <laughs> what i'm saying so stop with all of the oh I know he ain't gonna go for that. I ain't gonna man ask your questions. Ask your questions. Go for the number you need. Stop making excuses. Stop talking yourself out of money. All of that, man. Just just go and get the deals done straight up.
0: Simple yeah. as that. They say, uh, okay, Robert says over here, how much is that new contract on your site on ByronTheinvestor.com?
1: Uh all of them are cheap, man. They I think it's maybe about twenty twenty-something dollars or something like that. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna um, buy one of them. That's cheap enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I'm I'm trying to help people, man. But at the same time, you know, I gotta make that make it make sense, you know, to some degree. Make it pay right, for it right.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. Houston is where it's at. All right. Uh Rachel Barrett out in uh California says, Can you talk a little bit about owner financing?
1: Sure. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you need uh, uh, help on? So uh, on the financing is great. I think that's the new way, um for investors. If you uh, if you if you savvy enough in finding private money, uh, our new um, strategy is going to be connecting uh, uh, money. Right. With notes, we're going to get people to purchase notes and then we're going to get the people to, 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 uh, move into the houses. So what we want to do is we're, we're moving to, we're going to get people w- w- with money. Okay. Um, whether that be a 401k people just sitting on all kind of money. Um, and anybody that want to make 9% on their money, um, you know, and back it by real dirt and, and, and wood and, and bricks. Right. And then we're going to connect those people, and with with home with, with home buyers that want to live in properties, and um, I believe we're gonna make millions and millions upon dollars, um, and uh, and that that market is just completely untapped. Nobody even know about it. I mean, have you even heard of that before? <laughs> you don't even know the <laughs> I, technology. Technology. You be serious. I probably Brian probably gonna shoot me all the way from Europe. He in Europe right now. He probably shoot me all the way from Europe just for for sharing that information. For
0: mentioning it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we got, uh, what, 68 people watching live right now. If you haven't given this video a thumbs up, a like, or a share, what you waiting on? Give it a thumbs up, tap that screen, do something mean. So, I know you just mentioned 401k. I know a lot of those people who uh, probably should have jumped out before this coronavirus stuff. Now they lost all that money. They should have put it in that real estate.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: have jumped in, but they messed up there. Let's see here. Raheem say I'll be in Houston at the end of March. Let's grab a beer and talk real estate if you have time.
1: Let's do it, man.
0: You so, know, um, you I got an event or something coming up in March, matter of fact.
1: Yeah, come- we got an event coming up uh, March the 12th, man. Show up. It's going to be at the Bria. Uh, we also got another event that we're doing with uh Real Estate Diddy and um uh, uh, Real Estate Subtlety, uh, Keith and Lenny um, in April. That's going to be crazy. Um It's going to be like a mastermind slash meetup in April. Um, I think that's gonna be very valuable, you know. They're gonna be
0: people, in Houston too,
1: yeah. They're coming to Houston, man. Um, and then Brian got a little housewoman party. Uh, we're gonna be doing, you know, for the new house he just got. So Keith and Lenny, they coming down for that. We're gonna throw an event, um, at the same time. So that's gonna be super dope. Y'all got all the fun down in Houston, man. Yeah, I gotta man. come on down yeah. to Texas, I gotta come visit
0: gotta
1: my wife. <laughs> you gotta come, man.
0: All right, so let's see here. Somebody over here on Facebook asks what's what are some quick
1: questions you or your VA to ask to build rapport oh it's a good one I love this one see the first question the first and most important question hey Mr. Seller I was wondering can you tell me a little bit of the reason why you are looking to sell this property and how can I help you do that that's Mm a powerful question because understanding why they want to sell and then another question excuse me Mr. Seller you know um it looks like this is a pretty nice property you know i was wondering why is it a reason why you haven't listed this with a realtor Mm. you understand what i'm saying hey mr seller um uh i mean i i would love to uh uh take this property on you know what i mean but uh tell me this though uh what 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 can you tell me how when was the last time you done uh redone the kitchen in, in this property when was the last time you did the roof Um, you know, questions like that. And, and I just, I honestly, I ask a bunch of questions. I don't really do too much talking. I don't, you know, I'm asking critical questions, uh, to find out. And and then, and then after I, after I get those house questions out the way, I'm asking personal questions, you know, um, I'm wanting to know about the family. i want to know, um, you know, so, oh, so you, so you gotta, so you're saying your husband just like, oh, okay. So, 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 why is it a reason? Was it was did, did you and your husband split up as a result of the house? Or was it, you know, what was going on with that? You so know, you I was, for some pain, it feel like all the pain. I'm going for every every pain point I possibly can find, because once I gather that pain, I'm gonna structure my deal using the same things that I learned from the pain. And that's how I'm gonna ask my offer. I'm gonna say, well, Mr. Seller, you told me that you uh, you um you just recently went through a divorce and you're saying your 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 um, your your husband or your wife have been giving you all kind of problems with this house. That's the reason why you haven't listed it with a realtor, is that correct? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, so the reason why you haven't listed it with a realtor is because of this, and and you said that you were looking to get this. So, tell me this, Mister Sulla, is it a reason why you haven't just gotten the money and uh, you know fixed this house up yourself? You know, I right. mean, what's the reason to tell you
0: all the reasons why they can't do this other stuff and bring them closer
1: to you? Exactly. And then I just regurgitate everything that they said. Now, let me tell you the power of regurgitation. When you regurgitate everything that person said, that person loves you because they feel like you have actually listened to them. Most people, most people, um, from a psychological standpoint, I think honestly, when I go on appointments, they probably appreciate the fact that somebody has intimately listened to them, intimately put them first and their needs and issues first, um, more than they care about the price i'm getting on that house in a lot of cases now sometimes sometimes people care about the numbers but i could tell you right now nine times out of ten when you put people first and you give people a platform to spew all of their problems all of their issues onto you and you you intimately soak that stuff in and and and, and not judge them um it, it just does. It, it's so powerful in, in, in sales. I, I've never seen anything more powerful than that, honestly.
0: So I heard a saying come out to say rapport bought more houses than cash ever will or something like that.
1: It ever will ever will. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact.
0: So it's so important to build rapport, ask good questions, let them talk. The more they talk, the more they're going to trust you, the more they're going to know you, the more they're going to feel like they know you and they're going to trust you. And then, you know, sometimes it ain't always about the money. We may be thinking, oh, it's all the money, man. They ain't going to do it. You don't know what these people thinking. I just exactly. left an appointment today where the lady said, yeah, I said, what you going to do if you can't sell it? I'm just going to let the bank take it. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you're not <laughs> Sign right here. We got options. Yeah, we got options, baby. Don't be letting no bank take no houses and all that stuff. Cause we this yeah. it ain't nothing. You know, it need a little bit of fix up handyman stuff, but it's little stuff. Somebody can move right into this three bedroom, two bath. You know,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: exactly. Dude, so it's like you know, you gotta ask good questions and see what's going on. Robert Mural Junior says, "Any
1: courses coming out? You know what? Um, I would say no." And I'm going to say yes. Okay, so <laughs> I would say no in the sense of where, you know, I ain't trying to just do no courses necessarily on wholesaling. I feel like it's a lot of free information out there. If I'm going to do a dual course, it's going to be on something I really feel like it's going to add value and I would want to get it out to the masses um, in a way that I can help people. Honestly, I feel like if we're going to do a course, it's going to be on what we're doing, the systems that we're using to have a virtual business. I've. I really feel like the business that we're, we're, we're developing right now is going to – not only are we going to be more profitable than all of these big wholesalers that you see out here when these big offices, we're going to have the absolute t- – this is going to almost be a passive business. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, yeah. I can legit pull up my KPIs right from anywhere in the world and run this business. And listen, the last I would say the last least 50 properties that we saw, I've never seen. Mm. I've never laid my eyes on. You mm. understand I've never seen them. Never, I, I couldn't tell you any detail. I couldn't tell you any detail about that property whatsoever. Facts.
0: And so, is that more because of the systems that you already got up, or is it just
1: because you do a lot of virtual? It's the systems. It's more than virtual. See, a lot of people, they say, okay, the virtual, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that the virtual is great, when but you're still hands-on. You're still hands-on. See, I'm not hands-on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not on the real estate side. Where I'm hands-on is on the leadership side, okay? I'm hands-on on the leadership side. But when it comes to going to properties, I'm not going to no properties. I don't know what they look like. I don't have any dealings with sellers or buyers.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, there you go. Now, that's how you do it. That's the smart way to go.
1: I have I have I have a contact with numbers and reports. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So Mm -hmm. for me, having that level of freedom to where I have a wholesale business that is as passive or close to as passive as a rental. Mm -hmm. That's where that's where. I'm trying to systematize our business to a level of.
0: That makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, the systems make everything. So that's kind of what I did coming into the game. I knew right out the gate. I want good phone systems. I want good website. You know, I want good basic things to keep the deals flowing. I don't just want to get in as a side hustle. I've been hustling Mm -hmm. all my life. I'm like, exactly. how can I set up a system where that thing just keep bringing in deals and keep bringing in leads and keep bringing and in and I ain't gonna
1: lie to you? I ain't going to lie to you right now. I think we found it. I, and that's no gas. That's no hyperbole. Listen, we put up over six figures last month and I didn't see not one house. I didn't talk to not one seller. I didn't talk to not one buyer. You understand me? I've been on vacation. I've been going <laughs> to real estate conferences, still closing deals over six figures.
0: Wow. Fast. That's what I'm talking about right there. That'll make you get get up off your seat. <laughs> there you go. So it looks like Dominic has a question over here. Look like some numbers. Uh-oh. Case study. If a seller owes 80,000 and a mm-hmm. house is worth 130 but needs 20k to rehab, at what price would I wholesale this subject to? Well, mm-hmm. first question Dominic, I would ask you, why would you wholesale it? Why wouldn't you just be taking the house down? First thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um you know, there's some other numbers that are going to be having a, that's missing in here. Uh, like, you know, what is your exit strategy? Only just subject to to wholesale is subject to or is it to get it and sell it to an end buyer and let them worry about those 20K and re- repairs? Because 20K is really not that much as far mm-hmm. as repairs. That's something that could be handyman fixes all throughout a house. Exactly. You know, maybe one major thing or something. But, you know, that could be light work when you really look at it. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think about this?
1: Exactly, one hundred percent. And another thing, I'm I'm asking. Soon as I see some a deal that tight, I'm asking, what's the monthly payment? What's the P I T I with everything included? Because ultimately, that's what's going to determine whether or not this is going to be uh, on a finance wrap, or you're going to have to find a subject to investor. Because if that payment is extremely high and it's outside of what the, the normal rental rate is, right? Um, then selling it as an owner finance wrap or selling it as a rental keeping it it may not make sense so whenever the numbers get tight then you have to dig deeper into the numbers and find out exactly what that rental I mean what that rental rate is and what you what you paying on a monthly mortgage uh, because if you only got a spread of maybe like 150 and we got a new exit strategy that we're using right now where we are we are assigning our deals back to the seller so what? That's the- it's a new strategy that we're doing that me and Brian have been working and it's and it's it's crazy we just closed thirty thousand dollars in deals just this month this past month um where we assigned the deal right back to the same seller
0: so are they bringing some money or something or how are they doing it
1: all right this is beautiful you know, right. gonna get juicy you see the flames in the background y'all <laughs> and i'm I don't even know if I'm supposed to be putting this out there but I'm going to give something help somebody today listen to this. So what we do is right. So uh, we get a we get we find a buyer, okay? Because we got tons of buyers, especially if it's an owner finance buyer. It's tons of them, right? We take we we get that owner finance buyer. Say, for instance, that house is worth let's say a hundred thousand, right? No, let's say it's worth one hundred and thirty thousand. We get that buyer to come in with a twenty thousand dollar down payment, okay? Um, that buyer is ready to move in. They're ready to do, do what it do. Right. So what we do is we go ahead and set up that deed and trust, right. For the seller. Right. Because say, for instance, if the numbers are tight, if if the numbers are are greater than like, let's say 300, then we'll take it down ourselves and we'll wrap that mortgage, keep it. And we'll keep that third $300 a month. If the numbers are tighter than that, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and wrap it for the seller. Okay. And then we'll go back to say, Mr. Seller, um, I don't think this is a deal that we going want to buy, but I got an option for you. Um, I got a buyer that's willing to come into this property, you know, and he said, you know, and, and I can get him to give you uh, two, three thousand dollars. And uh, up front right now when we close, I know you're in a situation and you um, you told me that, you know, your wife is divorcing you and that you are in a pre foreclosure situation and you needed some money to do what you needed to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you the money to take care of this. And we're going to help you with the moving costs, Mr. Sello. And then we also going to put you in a situation where you can get 150 dollars a month um, uh, off of this. This person that we putting in here and you ain't got to fix no toilets. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to do. De- this is their house. And you got a deed of trust if they default. Right. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to come back and then we're going to get you another buyer that's going to come in and give you another two or three thousand dollars. Okay, and then we're gonna get you to get that monthly payment rolling again, too. How does that sound, Mr. Summer?
0: Mm, you just solved all their problems, and yeah. so you eat that extra 15,
1: 16, 17 grand on the, on the front end. No, we take, 15. we take the 15, right? We take that 15 at closing, right? Right, we give them that 150 a month. Mm-hmm. We got we wrap the deal for them. We do everything. We put the whole deal in a boat uh, and we go through a mortgage servicing company that do, does the whole deal. All they do is just collect their payment. That's it. So this mortgage sounds mortgage. Sound like
0: extreme wholesaling.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we,
1: we're selling right like- back to the same seller.
0: Extreme wholesaling back to the original seller, but the only way that works, they got to drop a nice juicy down payment. That seller got to be cooperative and say, "Yeah, I don't see no other options. I'll sign anything." Exactly, exactly. But
1: it's providing value though. It's providing tremendous value because now this seller is getting he's getting a, a, a payment, a monthly payment on his property. Right? If the if the buyer defaults, we got a deal of trust in place. Again, paperwork makes the paperwork. It's key that you got to have a deed of trust, because now the deed is held with a trust. Therefore, you don't have to go through the the foreclosure process through the courts. You can bypass the court, right, and foreclose with a newspaper and just do a regular eviction and get that person right on up out of there. I just help somebody. Hmm. I just help somebody. So 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 that's the critical key to having that uh, uh, deed of trust in place whenever you do an uh, assignment back to that same sub.
0: Wow, now that's fire, that's flames right there. So if I, like I said, if this v- video is giving y'all any type of value, give it a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share, and make sure to support my bro, ByronTheInvestor.com is his website. And uh, let me see if we got a couple more questions. We're about an hour in here. Let me see what we got here. Tech lady says, Yes, regarding the 401k is a rich dad strategy. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah, they do the self-directed IRAs and stuff like that. Let's see here. Who? What else we got here? Let me see. Uh, I'm definitely gonna have to be there in April. That's right. Be down there. Yeah. All right. Rachel has something long here to say. Let's see. Honestly, I have no idea how to make owner financing work. I like to do rent to own with owner financing and put a tenant in the property to cover the rent and the pocket spread. Well, I'll tell you one way to learn it, Rachel, is go to the free Facebook group called Woke Real Estate Investors on Facebook. There's a whole bunch of videos in there. Go to WokeRealEstate.com above my head there. About 120 free videos on there, free playlist, learn it all. Check out my brother buyer I'm sure you got some content on there, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anything
0: else yeah. does she need to do?
1: And some more, uh, I would say do it. So, so for me, when it comes to owner finance investing, you got to be careful with what you want. Um, I would, um, this is the thing. So, so this, you got two strategies with owner finance, right? One is you want to, you want to be a landlord. Okay. That's the strategy. Now, me personally, I'm gonna tell you, like the only time I'm gonna wanna be a landlord is when I'm in a non-appreciating market. So what I mean by that, if I'm in an area where I don't think the value of the property is gonna be increasing no more than seven to ten percent, right? Then um, that's an owner-finance market where I don't want to rent the property. I want you to own the property and just pay me a, 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 a you know a spread for, from a, um, a owner-finance wrap. Okay, a creative finance deal. Now, if it's an area like the ones that I'm buying in the middle of uh, in the middle of Houston, close to downtown, where it's rapidly gentrifying, then I'm gonna rent those properties. Okay, so two different things. So, 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 and you have to ask yourself, what, 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 what is more important to you? Do you want to own? Do you want to keep the property for appreciation, or do you want to just? Sell the property on the, owner the finance wrap and just collect the, uh, the, the uh, passive income from it. So that's that's critical to know.
0: So you got to know your way out before you even get in the deal.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Get that exit strategy down. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yes, so let me see here. Um, who else we got here? A bunch more questions here. What's up, T- Terry Garrett. Now, that's some gems right there. What up, bro? Out in California, too. So you got them worldwide. Tune it in. My phone smoking, Byron dropping bombs. That's right, John Lewis.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. All
0: right. Let's see here. That's the goal right there. Yep, that passive cash flow. Byron, how many people were you leading by yourself, if any, before you partnered up?
1: So I had had a full team uh, before Brian um, came on. Um, But I feel like when I partnered with Brian, being that he has a bigger brand authority, um, he was definitely, you know, his presence and, and his natural leadership and, 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 uh, uh, like people skills, like he just has great people skills just in general. Um, you know, I feel like he was able to, uh, bring more out of the people that I already had kind of is in a weird way. Um, so where I struggled, uh, when I started with, you know, expanding is, um, I'm a numbers guy. I'm I'm more of a uh, systems guy. Like that's where I I thrive um, uh, mostly. And but the the issue when you when you're like that, sometimes you can set limits on yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. oddly enough, it's like when you when you heavy on numbers, you're you're a factual driven person. So sometimes that limits you. If, if that makes sense, because you're looking at it like, OK, I've done the numbers. This makes sense. So why should I do this? Well, when you have somebody like a Brian who's not necessarily as much into the systems and and got to make sense on the numbers, they just come in and just say something crazy. And you'd be like, you try to make the systems fit. The crazy thing that they just said, you understand what I'm saying? So it was like it was almost like he brought in more of a radical approach when it came to the marketing. Um, um, his ideas were a lot more radical than mine were, a lot more uh, aggressive than mine was. It
0: expanded your mind a
1: little. It expanded my mind. And whenever that that happened, man, it, we just saw, you know, crazy growth. Crazy growth. You know, I was doing good, you know, I was doing good by myself, you know what I mean? But whenever we partnered and he was doing good, the problem he was lacking was in the systems, in the numbers, in the details, in the, you know. Um. So when we connected, it was just like, Okay, something just happened here. Something really just happened. You know what Automatic I mean? Automatic claims. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we how important? It. How, how
0: important is that to actually partner up? Do you think people should just really just be no. a owner or do, should they be seeking out good partners, even if they're in no. another market or if they're in the same no. market? What do you think
1: about that? I'm I'm actually against partners. I'm against partners. Brian is against partners. So <laughs> I'm absolutely against partners because I truly believe most partnerships that people get into are comfort partnerships. Mm. Right? And to me, if you get into a comfort partnership, uh, you're almost, you're just defeating your own. Cause what's going to happen is one person is going to just take the energy from the other person and they're going to lean on the other person. And it's really not going to be a partnership. It's going to be a, I'm doing all of the work. And this other person is just here for the ride. And mm. they give me emotional support from time to time. They give me uh I, I don't have to feel like I'm by myself. That ain't the reason you want a partner. You want a partner that's gonna add real tangible value, or it's no need to be in a partnership. Okay. Um, and I look at like Brian, whenever I partner with Brian, he brought something, right? Not not something I created in my mind A lot of times I see people all the time They create these things They be like "Uh, yeah I needed him because you know He got this style and that stuff." But bro what did he bring to the business You understand what I'm saying What did he bring to the business In real tangible You know what I mean I don't know but I hope that made sense I hope it that made total
0: sense. sense So more so it sounds like you were the analytical person And he was more yeah. uh, I
1: guess a people person Yes. Yes. And you yes. need all of that to make this business work. Exactly. Exactly. And I was anti-partner. He was anti-partner. Like we was like, we was friends for like a long time. And we never even thought about it until we started looking at each other's business models. Some of the mistakes he was making, some of the mistakes I was making. And then we was just like, you know what? This makes sense to do this because you have some of the problems that I. So you have problems that I could fix naturally. And you have and I have problems that you can fix naturally. So well, I'm stressing about it. And then. Exactly. And so now me and Brian have a very low maintenance relationship because we're not in each other's way. You understand what I'm saying? And I think uh, that is the only time you you should partner. And I'm, 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 I'm naturally just against partnerships. I don't, I think that's just whack. Like I think. So you don't even want to get into it. I don't want no partners. Hell no. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think it's whack, man. I think you could do it yourself unless you can't, you understand what I'm saying? Or, or, or it's a reason that you can see growth. Right. Mm. So, so, so I'm a partner with you. If I see a reason for me to grow, that's it. You not know I mean? support and all Yeah, I just all at all, yeah, yeah. We homies, we've been homies now, nah, bro. Like, you better right?
0: get this business right because this is life changing exactly. stuff right here.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. Uh Robert has another question.
1: How are you figuring out
0: repairs? Folks in the DFW are not trusting repair
1: estimates. We don't, we don't, for that same reason. So, okay, so this is the the, the, the deal. And we matter of fact, we had a big argument. Well, uh, it was, it was kind of an argument between our dispo and our, uh, and our acquisitions manager. She had time today. She, she had time. <laughs> so, 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 um, um, here's the deal. Buyers don't trust you. They don't trust your ARV. They don't trust your repairs. They don't trust nothing that you say. Okay. So what we do is we have, we're, we're starting to transition to putting the things that are advantageous to us only. And we limit what we put because they're not going to trust our numbers. They're not any r- real buyer that really buys properties, not the looky-loos because you can't, you got to, see, listen, that's another thing. looky loose going to stress you out about the ARV, the real repairs, the the all that old goofy Tell shit. Them, go do your own damn research. Real buyers are gonna say how much? How much is it? How much you selling it for? Uh, they are gonna say when can I go and see the property? They gonna do all of their own numbers. Can I get my contract? They don't care what you got on that piece of paper. You understand what I'm saying? Because they're not basing it on that. A lot of times when you find yourself having to explain what your repair budget is against somebody else's, you ain't de- you either not dealing with a real buyer or you wasting your time.
0: Or you are um, dealing with a yeah a wholesaler trying to wholesale your deal. <laughs> Exactly. You know they come out the woodwork, but I'll be like, exactly. man, you talking like a wholesale? I say, how soon
1: can you close? Oh, I'm closing exactly. thirty
0: or forty five days. Man, you exactly. talking wholesale? Talk, get on my phone.
1: So, so, so to answer your question, Robert, when we market in that property, if the if the if the re if the rehab is only twenty grand or less, we are putting it on there, and we know that it's twenty grand or less, right? We talking about paint, carpet. Uh, you know, a little bit of you know cleaning up and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's 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 the rehab budget we are putting on there. When you're talking about full guts, we ain't putting nothing on there. We ain't putting that on there because it's not it's not gonna help us sell the property. And and, and and once you go over a certain amount, everybody's idea as to what they want to invest in a property is gonna be different. It's just like right now, I'm buying a property um, right now. Um, and um, I'm in the process of rehabbing it. I'm going to probably spend 80 grand on it. Do I mm-hmm. need to spend 80 grand on it? Nah, I don't need to. Right. But I'm, I'm spending 80 grand because it's the rental property that I want to keep for a long time. And the things that I'm putting into the property are going to protect it from w- a lot of wear and tear. OK, so my exit strategy for spending that 80 grand when I really can spend maybe about 50. Right. Is worth it for me. So if you put that on your paperwork, am I really going to be looking at the fact that you got 50 or 40 grand on that Nah, You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So once you get over a certain amount, leave it off. Or if you uh, say, for instance, your ARV, you know what I mean? Maybe your ARV is not advantageous to the sale. Just put your price. Don't put the ARV. You understand what I'm saying? That's what we do.
0: Yeah. And that's how we kind of do it, too. I take a bunch of pictures. A walkthrough video of the property, and we might say known repairs, needs an air conditioner, needs this. These are the known repairs. Anything mm-hmm. outside of that, that's up to you to go find out. Exactly. These are the known repairs. I don't put no numbers on repair amounts. No more. I stopped doing that a while back. Ain't no reason to because everybody got a different price. Some people get stuff for free. Exactly. They got free labor. They got exactly. sons. My son, and them, they do floors and they do it for free, man. I'm like, well, I exactly. can't give you no estimate on that. You're getting it done for free. Exactly. <laughs> And you got the wood already or whatever, you know, so I don't even get them numbers. So that's a good question, Robert. Let's see here. Um, Jarvis wants to know what systems you guys using if you don't mind
1: sharing. <laughs> I do mind sharing. I do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do, Jarvis. But uh, you know what? Okay. So the systems that we use using honestly... Um, being that, like I said, being that we are a more of a virtual style, I hate to say virtual because when I say virtual, people automatically assume that we're talking about what, when you hear people saying virtual, we're not doing, it's not the same. It's not the same. So, because we don't have an office and everybody in our business has absolute time freedom, we have to be extremely stringent on things like our KPIs. Uh, we're tracking com- performance from each individual person in our company. So we know exactly what their conversion rate is. Right. So what we want to know is like this. Our acquisitions managers, they need to be converting at 12% or higher. Okay. So if they get in hundred leads, right. 12% of them need to become contracts. Right. And then we also know that if they get in 12 contracts, then 60, 63% of those need to, from our disposition side, need to close, right? So we know these numbers. And when you know these numbers and you can track, we also know that depending on how many offers that you give, how many live offers and appointments you get, is gonna directly correlate with the amount of contracts that you get. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, we find even experienced uh, um, acquisitions managers. The first thing they're gonna tell you is, "Yeah, I went out there, man, but I didn't make our offer because I ain't think she was gonna go for it." Gotta make the offer. You didn't think? I mean, <laughs> so, 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 did y'all swap minds? Like, so how? I'm trying to understand. Like, how do you know? You understand what I'm saying? So, so, this is the thing. Uh, uh, we 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 track all of that stuff, and we've tracked it for so long that where we know patterns. So we know that if you less than twelve percent then you 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 either slacken off or you need to be replaced exactly
0: you can't stay forever so yep. yeah um, so that 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 kind of you know, know i mean and like like you said it's it's systems you can use and you know you got to track those kpis and it's very important we, we also,
1: we're the, I'm more game. We're also heavy on uh, on google docs um, and um, google drive we use that religiously cuz you know of course Everybody being all over the place. They have to use centralized, you know, documents, different things like that. We use Adobe. Um, this is my uh, dispositions manager. Hit me up right here. She just locked up another one. Look at and, that. Man. Fire, locking them down. Monday's <laughs> my favorite day. I locked up two today myself. She has signed three contracts today. Dang. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, you know, what I mean, and I, you know, and this is not the brag, but we got, you know, damn up by 75 grand in the pipeline already. That's not including the one she just got. And that's mm. for, uh, that's for this week and next week.
0: Mm. That's what I'm talking about, man. Y'all uh, the
1: hard. Yeah.
0: So, um, to get the leads in, I mean, are you doing text messaging, ringless
1: voicemail? What are you doing as far as, uh, a all, above. all of the above now? We were real big on PPC. We put a pause on our PPC because uh, we found uh, more cheaper lead sources. Um, You know what I mean? Um, And so we put a pause on it. We still do it because we're actually one of the top producers in terms of, uh, like, we we rank the highest in terms of impressions in the whole city Mm -hmm. uh, of Houston. Uh, And that was just a testament of just getting good and, and really paying attention to every small little detail when it comes to our PPC campaigns, uh, you know, but we we put it on pause because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're paying $100 a lead, even though they're they they they're good. But we, we start running into issues where our acquisitions managers weren't getting to them fast enough.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: anybody who knows PPC leads, you know that um, if you're not contacting those people within, I mean, you really need to contact them within 30 minutes, honestly. Um, a day on to the next and right. uh exactly so when you're spending that kind of money on leads you really need to maximize them or have a system in place to really really be able to get a hold of those real real quick and what we found was in terms of staffing and the way we have our system set up we have other lead sources right that are cheaper and they don't they're not as needy um, yeah it's decided to uh Throw more money into those lead
0: sources. That makes sense because, yeah, y'all know that that PPC and that snail mail can get expensive, right? Yes. Yes. Those are the most expensive, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We wrapped up the text messages and the ringless voicemail and the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that stuff. I mean, you know, it works.
1: It, it that's do you want to answer.
0: Do you want to sell it at all? You know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Makes sense.
0: Let's see here. Um, I don't give repair pair at all in DFW. Exactly man, uh, say, uh, Chris, we need to talk then. Well, if we need to talk, really easy to get me right there, Chris at woke realestate.com Shoot me an e- email. Sure. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, is the down, it's called down payment arbitrage. What is that about? I don't know.
1: That was the uh, uh, um, when we were talking about wrapping
0: the uh,
1: mortgages. Yeah,
0: okay. All right. Uh, Alex wants to know how do you market to get your owner finance buyers?
1: I love this question. Um, Facebook. Facebook. Um, listen, you, you it's like it's a billion of these on a the finance bar. Or if you're in a his, heavily Hispanic, uh, any heavily Hispanic neighborhood, I mean, bro, you you will not. It's more than you could ever even imagine. You understand it's I'm
0: 100 saying? times bigger than the supply.
1: Yes. Yes so you can't you you will never run out especially especially in hispanic neighborhoods if you do any marketing um in hispanic neighborhoods you will find that you will not have enough houses for the owner finance buyers period
0: you can't find enough of them i would agree no. with that and to add to that also with that person that asked the question earlier about the uh, you know these owner finance type deals three things you want to make sure you know can you get this house for little or nothing down now that's where the, the key secret is little or nothing mm-hmm. down Low monthly payments for as long as humanly possible. If you can pull Mm -hmm. them three off right there, we in some little or nothing down low monthly payments for as long as humanly possible. You get a deal locked up like that. You got buyers begging for the deal because it don't matter what you get
1: down in. You ain't got nothing in it. And it's not as hard as you would think it is. It it is not hard to get those kind of deals all the time. Like you can get those faster than a wholesale deal. Facts. I'm telling you. I'm Don't telling tell you them, they to switch over now. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean it's just the truth. The the problem is is that you know those deals th- this is the problem. That that's one of the, the areas where the paperwork it ain't even a question if it got to be right. It it has to be perfect. You understand me? Not only the the paperwork got to be perfect, the your understanding of what's going on needs to be perfect. Period. You ain't no way around it because you're in that deal for 15, 20, 30 years. So you know, and people have changes of heart. You know, what I mean, that same person that was cool was selling you that house on a finance wrap when they were going into pre foreclosure. It's not going to be just as cool. Uh, six months later when they trying to buy a new house or buy a car or whatever they get into. So
0: exactly. You help them out
1: of a problem mm-hmm. Let's
0: see here. And Christian says all you need is a trust. I guess he's talking about as far as when you're buying a house on a seller finance or taking over a house subject to, do you close them in a trust or are you doing them in an in LLC?
1: In an LLC. Uh, so a trust is good once you stabilize the property. Okay. So this is another thing with a trust. If you use a trust, right. And you're trying to go get a rehab budget. Then it ain't going to work because most, most you're not going to be able to get, hard money on a trust. Okay. Because it's not, people don't recognize that as a strong enough uh, hold on that property. So if you are going to do a trust, make sure you've done everything you've needed to do to that particular property before then. And after it's stable, then you throw it into a trust. Mm-hmm. So don't throwing stuff in no trust. Cause sometimes a trust can, can make it harder for you to maneuver in a property. Once it's stable trust, it, before it's stable, just keep it in your LLC. Trust me, you good.
0: Okay, so that's that's jewels there because I close all of mine in a trust, but I don't do no repairs, so uh, yes, <laughs> I don't repair did. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just let them move in. Huh? That's right. They take it as is. I ain't cleaned it out or nothing. They take it as is, clean it out, bring their own dumpsters, all that. Let's see mm-hmm. here. Jay says, hmm, that's creative. Exactly. Let's see here. Rachel says thank you. Let's see here. Nina says keep the value coming. Thanks, you guys. That's right. All right. Are you coming out with a video on that extreme wholesaling? Nina wants to know. I
1: I, I will be. I will be dropping a lot of information because I really feel like, man, you know, man, I, I feel like we've cracked the code on passive wholesaling. And like, you know, when you think about wholesaling and the, the complexity of wholesaling, uh, to think of it as passive Is like insane And I think we've almost cracked the code Of passive wholesaling um, mm-hmm. And it's nothing like what you see Out here it's, it's some completely completely new Honestly
0: Right, right, that's what it's all about Growth and development mm-hmm. Alright, James says So on that jewel you just dropped If they default on the loan Do you collect another down payment If they default In other words is Is that stated in your contract
1: Yes, yes, all of that is in the paperwork, and it's on the deed of trust. Okay, so the way that that way that's set up, and this is beautiful. That's a great question. The good thing is is the good thing in the state of Texas. You know, I can't speak for other states when it comes to the deed of trust, but um, Texas don't play. You know what I mean? You default on the deed of trust, like I said, you're going straight to the newspaper. You don't even have to go to the court. Uh, none of that. You go straight to the newspaper. You put that thing up for auction. You buy it back yourself and reclaim it. Um, and then you put that thing right back on the market with a new with a new uh, buyer and rinse and repeat.
0: Easy peasy. And most people don't even show up to the uh, court or anything. They just let it go.
1: Exactly. And a lot of times they deed the property right back. Matter of fact, I just got off the phone with uh Brian and his mom um, on, a, on, a, on a seller that can't make her payments no more. That's the owner finance wrap. She's just going to deed the property right back over to them. They call that deed in lieu, right? Yeah. So she's going to deed the property right back without even having to go through the uh, foreclosure process. And what about her down payment? What
0: happened to that? You
1: know, it's gone. We're going to get a new one. Listen, when they default, that's even better because you get to collect a whole new down payment. So it's, it's it, you know, when people default, you won again.
0: Right, right. Okay, makes sense. All right, let's see. Marcus got some numbers in here. My buyer is at twenty five K and my seller is at 30K. Do you guys have some negotiating tips? Um, Marquise, what I would say. Um, On a situation like that, if your buyer's at 25 and your seller's at 30, why is your buyer at 25? And is that the only buyer or all your buyers coming in telling you 25 or around that range? You need to know why so you can go back to tell the seller, hey, yeah, I had my partners look at it. They saw this patch missing out the roof. The foundation got a crack. It was a little more repairs than we estimated originally. So uh, we can make this deal happen. Any event you can take, say 20 or whatever number you want to go down to and you can mm-hmm. renegotiate like that. As a matter of fact, I just did a renegotiation on my Instagram about an hour before this started. I just did a renegotiation live on IG. Go back and watch that. And uh, do you have some pointers for him, uh,
1: Byron? Yeah, I'm coming on like this. Exactly like this. I'm saying, Mr. Seller, you know, uh, you know, I remember we we, we met and uh, you, you we said we was going to be at 30. And, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, after I got with my partners, they went look checked out the house, and and you didn't even you know tell us too much about the the roof situation and the way that was. So we saw that, and I'm gonna be honest with you. After they saw all of the new problems with the property, um, they said that uh you know I don't even want to tell you what the number is. To be honest, <laughs> I do I don't even, 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 even want to tell you because honestly, I you know at the end of the day. I feel like me and you built a special you know, rapport and I really don't, I really um, don't even want to tell you the number, you know, but at the end of the day, tell me this, Mr. Sullivan, how, how tell me this, just, you know, just, just be real with me. How close can you come to 15,000? How, how close can you come oh, in?
0: 15, that's so low. I thought I was going to get 30. What happened? I mean, it just really hurt my heart.
1: You know, I feel the same way, but I don't even want to tell you what, you know, because this is the thing, Mr. Seller, the, the roof, the roof is is just completely whacked. The foundation is cracked right down the middle. And we didn't know that this thing is really going to be almost like a teardown. Um, and, you know, it's pretty much, you know, I'm going to be straight up with you. My partners will really just want to give you land value. Mm. Straight up. You know, and I told him I'm not going to go and talk to that. I'm not going and talk to that lady and tell her that I'm giving her land value for our property. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it. But at the end of the day, Mr. Seller, do you think you could come? What, tell me t- what's the closest you can come to to around fifteen fifteen thousand? 15,000? What's the closest you can come to that? number? Sound like good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the way that conversation is going to
0: go. So There you go, Marcus. And you can tell him, you know, you know, get them down you got to get them down off that price after and like i said be sure to get more than one buyer to tell you 25 because somebody come in at 25 don't mean you know somebody else won't give 35 or whatever everybody different like the house i just uh, assigned today i got all these buyers because i got the house locked up for five grand cheap like you just got through saying five grand i put it out for 11 i wasn't getting enough buyers i dropped it down to eight and then now everybody wanted so somebody finally came along Oh, I'll give you five grand. Somebody else said, I'll give you six grand. My highest offer right now, 6,500. I said, all right, we good. I locked it up with them. I went back and renegotiated with the seller to get the price lower after I locked it up with that end buyer. And I told them everything that, like I said, go back and watch that video on the Instagram at Chris Monroe STL to see the exact call, how I asked the seller, you know, some of the stuff that we talking about right here.
1: 100%. Good question
0: there. John Lewis in St. Louis says, do you have to use the RMLO when originate financing? Me,
1: that's, that's the best way to do it. Don't, what you know, is RMLO? It's like a mortgage co- mortgage servicing company. You know what I mean? So um, here in Texas, we have a company that we use kind of like, it's called August REI, right? And what they do is they make sure that everything is in compliance with, with uh, Frank. They do all of that back-end legal stuff. And not only that, they make the process pretty much passive, completely passive. Because what they do is they make the mortgage payments for you. Okay. They make the payments to you. They send you your payments, right? Um, all seamless. It's, it becomes 100% mailbox money. Uh, so if the person is. A percentage for this or something? Or how do they it go? Like a monthly fee. It's usually about 30, 34 bucks, 30, 34 bucks or so. 34. August REI,
0: and are they just only in uh, in Texas? You think or are they probably? I
1: want, that, I want to say that they service everywhere,
0: but I'm they primarily
1: they primarily yeah in, in Texas.
0: August REI
1: or a They're mortgage a servicing company? Yeah, it's a bunch of them.
0: Okay, we'll take a look at that. Good, good value there. Value, like I said, if y'all ain't gave this video a thumbs up by now, I'm about to end the video just on you, just for not doing it. Now, <laughs> give this video a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share, tag somebody who need to know this stuff, who wants to know this game.
1: Let's see here. Would you wholesale in a small rural area? Buy one. We do, but we don't try to. So uh, we do. We absolutely exclude these these areas when it comes to marketing. Um, because what you find is if you can't find comps, you typically can't find buyers, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and in some situations, we'll go ahead and take on a property. But now in this situation, we're being completely, we're being a lot more transparent with our sellers. We're telling that seller straight up, look, you know, we're an investment company that, um, buys properties all the time. we fix and flip, blah, blah, blah. But in the, you know, in the event of some, situations we end up having to just sell to other investors and i'll be honest with you most likely we'll probably be selling this one to another investor because we uh, we, we don't really buy in this area so i'm it telling you right. our buying criteria exactly it don't meet our buying criteria so I'm being straight up with that seller and I'm locking that property up for at least 45 to 60 days, which we do that on pretty much all our properties. Um, that's just like standard already in our contract, even though we verbally tell the seller that we're trying to get this thing done in 10, 15 days. Um, our contract actually has it for like 45, 60 days. Unless um, it's
0: a forever contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, All our contracts are forever contract.
0: I know that's right. i might have to change my wording on mine. Wait a minute.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
0: All right, being in the oil industry helps as well as them folks test your patience on a daily. Yeah, they do. Let's yeah. see, Jay, it does. Yeah, Let's see here. Uh, John say, what would make you choose owner financing over a lease option or vice versa doing your dispositions? Can you do uh, lease options in Texas? I know there's some funky rules down there.
1: Yeah, 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 we we, we can't do uh, lease options Yeah, I wish we could, that'd be great. That would change a lot of things, but we can't do lease options. So that's the reason why you see a lot of creative finance here and uh, a t- matter of fact, that's the reason why Brian got so heavy in the on uh, uh creative finance because we can't do lease options. Now we technically we can, and te- and Brian still does them right. But the way we do them and the way you word them is real tricky because you only got like I think it's like nine months. Oh,
0: okay, nine yeah.
1: months. Yeah, so it's not six months uh uh for the I guess for the option and then up to nine months after the op- something something weird like that. I don't do them, so I don't. You You leave them alone. Yeah, I leave them alone completely because once they said illegal, I said, "Uh, you know what? Yeah, I ain't. I ain't. And to me, it's more worth it for me to just do a, uh, you know, a a rap. You get what I'm saying? Or just, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, it's just it's more worth it to just not even have to deal with that headache because they put more headaches in it than than it's worth. Now, Brian, they are able to do it kind of because they're dealing with less sophisticated buyers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and in the situations, they kinda the way they have it set up is kinda like an owner finance wrap without wrapping it with like a RMLO or something like that. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's kind of like mm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's
0: funky out here, so just stay away from lease option in Texas and do yeah. it. And use a mortgage check. service company. I mean that that's that's a jewel right there. If they can handle all the back end paperwork, I ain't gotta do nothing but say, here's the buyer, here's the seller, let me know when we ready to close.
1: Exactly. My and, check. Yeah, and, and it's possible to do it, but I just wouldn't recommend doing it. Um Good. lease options because it's just unless you really know what you're doing and you got your paperwork airtight, airtight.
0: Yeah, here in St. Louis or in Missouri, all I do is lease option. That's my go-to exit strategy. I prefer the lease optional. Because they get a
1: check and get that passive. Exactly. So, yeah. What but, what are the uh, buyers like? Are they hip to that? Are they most
0: of them, that? they love it. I mean, the, the, the very first one I did, I got a $21,000 check from. Them. So I was like, man, they define, I ain't never got one that big again, but most yeah, of them are, you know, know, 10 grand, 8 grand, you know. But hey, if I ain't in it, but if I buy a house for closing costs 1100 bucks and go sell it on a lease option for 8 to $10, amen. And passive cash flow while I wait, I'll do them until the end of time. Exactly. And it's just a tenant, you know, and they and they take up, take care of the house, fix up the house, all that. So, hey, if they go cash it out and go get a loan, more power to them. If they don't, they got a year, two years, three years, whatever we agreed to. So it works out for now. Nobody's cashed out one yet. So we'll see how that works when we cross that bridge. All right. Let's see here. Uh, I am great at both numbers and systems, but I can't do it all. I need a VA or a partner. You probably need a VA. Don't Byron. get a partner like he said just for that type of stuff. A virtual assistant yeah. can change your life. Uh, yeah. Do you have any insight on that, uh, Byron?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say get you an admin um, type person, you know, um, to help get all of that that busy work off of you, uh, so you can focus more on the business. Um, don't get no partner. You know what I mean? Um, I would wait to get. If if I'm gonna get a partner, it's gonna be somebody that's gonna add value one hundred percent to your business, not somebody that you can hire. If you can hire. Those things off your plate, hire those things off your plate. Do not, I repeat, do not add a partner to take things off of your plate. No.
0: Hire somebody. A, a partnership is just as good as a marriage. You locked in with this mofo. Exactly. You might have exactly. to divorce them one day. <laughs> and that's a problem. You see what I'm saying? It's it messy.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah. So what I would say, yeah, get you a virtual assistant. Try a site like Fiverr.com, uh, Upwork.com uh onlinejobs.ph, or maybe you can even find somebody local or somebody that just loves computer work, you know, doing spreadsheets and skip tracing and you know calling people. That's busy work. Somebody can do that for four to six dollars an hour. Why would you be trying to waste your time doing it when you can be working on something bigger, the business, like you said. Exactly. On
1: okay, the business of your business, like why would you do that? Not, Not for it. that.
0: Makes total sense. Let's see, John says, I'm disposing a house that I know I can get a higher selling price if I own a finance, but more monthly rent if I lease option it. My owner finance sale price, it would never appraise for. So why yeah. not own a finance?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is that down payment a big qualifier though? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, if you can get you a solid down payment, that's that's I would de- anytime you find yourself in that conundrum of. Of uh, uh, the house may be a little too much to do a wholesale loan, your option is to do a, a, a creative finance deal, period. Yeah, you know? but make
0: sure they got some skin in the game. Do not put them people up in there for no $2,000 and all that. You playing with fire, man, T- to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to have some skin in the game or I'm scared of messing with you. Talk about I talk about major systems. Everybody want to know about systems. Uh, every yeah. system that I use and or recommend is at wokerealestate.com, right on the marketing page. It says, I need leads. Click that button. It's a whole list of stuff right there to get you every type of lead or anything you want to answer that question, hopefully. Let's see here. Um, what advice would you give a newbie as far as sourcing deals? How did you start?
1: So, you know, when I when it comes to being a newbie, I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they try a little bit of too much. Um, I would say find you a lead. Listen, when I first started, I did nothing but bandit signs. That's it. My only marketing was bandit signs. Why? Because I, I, I I'm obsessive when it comes to numbers. That may be a problem, but I wanted to track what I was doing and I wanted to know intimately how to be the best bandit sign guy. Period. Um So I would find you a, a least a, a marketing channel that you 100% like, track it, right, and be the absolute best at it. And focus from there on converting those leads. Um, the problem with a lot of newbies is they try to do way too much. It's not humanly possible to do RVM, text messaging, Facebook, PPC, all this stuff at one as one person. It's just impossible to do it right. To do it right, you can't do it. Okay. You're gonna just throw a bunch of money all over the place, and then you're gonna find yourself, man, at every single real estate seminar talking about, man, I ain't been able to get my first deal. You're gonna be spending all your money at all these conferences and ain't did nothing yet. You know what I mean? So don't do that. Just find something that you're good at, stick to it, keep it simple, and execute. And don't mind reading.
0: That's right. That's right. Simple, executed, no mind reading aloud. <laughs> so you're saying basically band of signs work. I still use band of signs. People talk like, yeah. oh, band of it. Man, band of when they call it, they ready to go. they ready, don't ready to go. Don't work. And you're talking about a dollar a sign. You know what I mean? Right. When you get down to them kind of prices, it's the cost of doing business, man. You know, exactly. That's I can get you five, ten,
1: dollars $15,000 check. Exactly. And you know, I started when it was uh, hurricane season, so I was able to, you know, it worked really good for me because it was right around Hurricane Harvey. Everything was ringing like a uh like a RVM. Yeah, you was like, damn, that phone ringing again. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. I, I had a whole I had a misconception of bandit signs, like because my phone rung so much with them when I did it because it was that Hurricane Harvey, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, tech lady wants to know how do you calculate the ARV on abandoned, burned, boarded up properties?
1: Hard to find comps. The same way you would with any other property. So this is why I look at erase, burn from your mind, erase, boarded up, erase, abandoned, and then you just find the best house on that in that market that sold, however long you know within a a month or so, and then that's your ARV. Because it doesn't matter what what it looked like now. What it matters is with ARV. Well, because because ARV is after repair value, so what you want to do is you want to say, how much is it you know does does this what this house look like brand new, and that's mm-hmm. your ARV.
0: Simple as that. How bad it look now don't have nothing to do with none of that. Mm-hmm. Now that's gonna go into your factor your repair costs, but that that's a whole other thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that.
0: Hope that helps you out. Tech lady. Thanks for that question. Got a couple more before we wrap this thing up. You going on the longest stream we ever did, oh, Byron? Yeah, we ain't yeah. never did one two hours. We coming up oh, on it. <laughs> yeah. They working me, man. They working me. There you go. PPC, pay-per-click. Google AdWords and what? Bing and Yahoo and all that. Paying for the clicks. Yes. All right. Let's see here. Just owe money from Mr. Krabs. I'm on the run right now. Whatever that is. Anyone else lose them i don't know what they talking about there uh maybe they're talking to each other great content that's right maya just closed with like three deals over in kc she killing it over there she got to come on the show right. too in a minute tell how she tearing up the game ain't been in the game that long up in right. kc doing deals up there i see you all right let's see here who else we got here uh let's see here man you guys leaving a lot of gold nuggets in here appreciate you both Great that I found out this video was on Facebook. That's right, Carlos Reyes. He got the same name as uh, Los. (laughs) Yes, indeed. indeed. A lot of Carlos Reyes, I guess. Terry says he must use OfferUp, LOL, Hustle Game Strong. Maybe. Yeah, I've sold out. Well, I haven't sold them, but I've actually found leads on OfferUp, LetGo, Facebook, on all them places. Leads are there, too. That's a good source to find some leads if you don't want to spend money. Call them people that's for sale by owners. Get you some practice on the phone, too.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Let me see here. Uh, look at that. John doing stuff quick. He said, I just I called know, I just heard, yeah. and they don't serve Missouri.
1: Damn, you quick boy. I try to do like yeah, me. Yeah. I was going to do, at least you took care of it. They Listen, they do have other companies that do it. I know they have other companies. Uh, we just use them because they just here. You know what I mean? Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're and So it's other companies that do the same thing. Look up mortgage servicing companies. That's what you want to do. Yeah,
0: I think one of them is EscrowServe. Escrow, S-E-R-V, I think is another one. I'm not sure if they do everything that he was saying, but I know that is another mortgage servicing company Mm -hmm. uh, that might work out for you, John, in St. Louis. Are y'all doing creative deals in other markets? What has that experience been? Jay wants to know.
1: Nah, we not. We only doing them in our in our market. Um and the reason why for me, I can only speak for me, is uh, because look, man, them laws get too sticky. You know what I mean? And like I'm, you know, I like to know I like to know what the hell I'm doing when I do something. So I just stick to where I'm at when it comes to creative, because like I said, creative deals are a marriage. It is not a wholesale deal, and I, and, I, and I like to overly emphasize that that because I don't want you guys to go out here and get yourselves in trouble. Look, Brian has been sued or threatened to be sued. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Um, doing those type, types of deals. He, I don't think he ever really been in a real one the way he lost big money, but I'm just saying it's not all peaches and cream when you're doing a creative deal. So uh, be careful with that.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense That's why we close all deals Through a real estate attorney Even when we're buying it And even on a lease option We close through a real estate attorney Even though it's not required We do everything through a real estate attorney That gives a third party And if I did mess up somewhere If I'm going down They coming with me (laughs) Straight up With gasoline draws on We all going down, baby I ain't going by myself Somebody coming with me And that's like having a free attorney When something do kick off That ain't right
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: And they pay for that. So let's see here. We got a couple more questions, I think. All right, let's see. How long does it take for Byron to foreclose and take back a property in Texas from the time that they default? I'm in Georgia and it's pretty quick here from what I heard.
1: Yeah, it's pretty quick here too. Um honestly, we ain't had to do it. Like a lot of times, like I said, they uh they just leave on their own. They leave on their own. Um and matter of fact, like I said, Brian just did one. We just talking about one a day. Um, and the seller's just leaving. They just leaving. Again, uh, you'll find a lot of these buyers, they ain't really that they ain't that sophisticated like that. They don't really just put up a, bu- a big fight. Um, a lot of times, if they know they can't pay, you know what I mean? They just leave. You know what I mean? They can't, um, pay,
0: they can't stay.
1: Exactly. So, and, um, and,
0: and another thing I would add to that is, to is be a good, you know, talk to them. If you know that they can't pay for it, you know, even if you got to give them 500 dollars to help them get up out the house. It would be worth exactly. it having you go through a process and doing all that. Hey man, let me help you get up out of let me send you some movers over there. Let me help exactly. you get out of my house if I have exactly. to. I would do it. Because I know the, the other way is the long way. I don't want to go through no courts. Like you said earlier. You know, I don't want the government well, in my
1: the good no thing about Texas, we don't even have to go through the court. Yeah. So yeah. So the, the, the answer to that question is it's really whatever your deed of trust specifies as the what they can and can't do. So if, they, if you say if they default on one month, that's what it is. In the state of Texas, that's just what it is. And you could put it in the newspaper as a as a foreclosure, and that's it. That's all you got to do. Notice.
0: And you yeah. might mess around and find a buyer like that, another buyer to want to buy the house because they saw your notice
1: in the newspaper. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, again, we rarely – we. I don't even think Brian has ever really had to do it, honestly. Never yeah. really had to do it with um, all sense. the deals he got.
0: So, All right. she says thank you. Uh, what does your
1: bandit sign say on them? Alex wants to know. Nurse buys houses. I wish I could go grab one. <laughs> we don't even use bandit signs no more, but um um, but yeah, nurse buys sick houses. That's exactly what it says. Nurse buys sick houses. People love it. Wow. So yeah. we have
0: a few out that say we buy houses, but we stopped putting those out. We we have them most of them now say sell your house for full price and a phone number. Sell your house for full price. That gets calls in from people like, hey, yeah, I owe too much on it. Can you buy? And Can then we're into that creative conversation. And I don't care what your thing is. If you want to sell, I got about five ways to buy. Which way you want to sell it? Exactly. exactly. So that's been very effective. Sell your house for full price. What up, Aaron? Say, Tampa in the house. Yeah. All right. Terry wants to know what marketing is best to find for owner finance deals and sell2 deals?
1: Bandit signs, possibly? Yeah, bandit signs. I would say foreclosures. Uh, if you want owner finance, subject to fore foreclosures, of course, absentee owners just work for everything. That's just a mixed bag because that's some of the best owner finance deals. Because a lot of them be free and clear tax liens. That's another one uh, because a lot of those properties are owned free and clear, um, and they just behind on taxes. And if you get one of them, man, you could probably pick it up for just the taxes down payment and mm. Shit, you know what I mean, and just take it over. So
0: easy money. Mm-hmm. Christian say he's seen your signs all around Houston, bro. <laughs> he's seen your signs. Okay, I guess he's got street team out there. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, let's see here, Carlos. Ooh, that's long. Not bashing. Just like to know what you using prop stream or propelio you both probably use both lol seriously but i'm a newbie and i've only done two deals on my personal homes buying and fixer-uppers and reselling a couple of years living in them but i would like to pursue wholesaling so he says what do you prefer prop stream or
1: propelio I'm going to mess you up. Neither. I don't use neither one of them, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't use one of them, I, you know. But, yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with that. So I, I don't know. I've heard good things about them. I just don't use them. Uh, so when it comes to leads, so this is my rule of thumb. This is my rule of thumb. If you use it, it depends on what you're using it for, right? If you're using it for leads, um, just know this. The closer to the source is always the best. Okay, so anytime, anytime you're dealing with any service provider for a lead, for uh, and this is one of the things that I learned from Brian again, more aggressive marketing. So we, okay, so this is the thing. So say, for instance, you use string for your, your leads, right? You got to understand that that lead came from a source, it was filtered, watered down, then it went to string. By the time they filter it again and do whatever they do to make it make sense for the end consumer, which is you to make it look pretty. They filtered it again and mess with it again. And then not only has time passed, but the, 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 the fruit of it is gone. It's extracted. The good stuff, a lot of times get extracted. So the better you, the, the closer you can get your lead source to the source is better. So that's the reason why we don't, uh, we don't use third, fourth and fifth party <laughs> providers of anything.
0: Right. It makes sense. You said that is going down the line fourth, fifth and sixth. Yeah.
1: Wow. Damn. Well, not only is the information going to be old, it's going to be, you know, is all of the all of the good good the sweets going to be gone, you know what I mean? It's possible so-
0: yeah, and every market is different. Uh, I do use PropStream, and if you do want to check it out, get the free trial right there, WokeSource.com for a free trial for PropStream. Uh, we just use it to pull lists instead of going on to list source or one of those places. Because you know, for that 97 bucks a month after the free trial, I can pull 10,000 leads. That's more than exactly. enough. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean that's. I mean, especially if we're only working one market. I mean, it's a struggle for me to pull 10,000 leads. We yeah. might only pull five or six thousand leads a month. And still have all those left over, you know, and don't do anything with them. So, you know, you know, I use it for that. I don't use it for comps necessarily because a lot of people may say, oh, they comps don't work over here. Man, you should be able to go find your own comps. All you need is some housing to sell and be able to see what the kind of condition they were in. You can find it on Redfin, uh, sometimes on Zillow, um, another site, icomps.com and some other places. So, you know, like I said, I use uh, PropStream just to pull lists absentee owner vacants all of that and matter of fact next week is that next week we'll be on with burton from pop stream going over stacking lists and some other new stuff that they just released uh next monday night at seven o'clock central eight o'clock eastern so let me see what else we got here any more questions because we get ready to get up out of here we've been on here almost yeah. two hours you going for
1: the record all right yeah, that's what signs around houston man I, they still some of them still be up that's funny
0: Ain't nothing wrong with it. And some signs last forever. I'll be like, hey, they still calling me from there. Yes, on them poles,
1: but you put them high up on them poles, bro. They stick around.
0: That's right. That's right. So where you get your leads from, yep, we just said that. Perfect answer. You need to be you be the source of the lead. Yep. You want to get them as close as possible. Yes, uh, Tiffany do. says interesting down in Atlanta. Maya, thanks. That's icomps.com. That's one source. So what is the best practice you recommend to scrub a raw list
1: from the courthouse? We do a bunch of uh, scrubbing of raw list. Um, and that's the ugly part about it um, is that we do get raw lists. Um, so we have a, a, our, I, you know, I call him a virtual employee because he's, you know, it's like he's more than an assistant. It's really, an employee, so he scrubs all of our um courthouse data. Um, and uh, we also go to like foreclosurehouston.com and places like that because, again, we like to get that information as close to the source as possible. Um, so we're going to the courthouse, water list, we get we getting, you know, what I mean, all that stuff. So, a lot of times here in Houston, the files be so big that you have to they use access, Microsoft access, you have to convert those files. Uh, from access to uh, to, to uh, Excel and it can be a pain if you don't know what you're doing. Um, so um, a lot of the sources I end up having to scrub, some of them I just start the process of the scrub myself because I know how to manipulate the data from access to Excel and once I get it to Excel, I just send it over to them and let them do it because a lot of people don't know how to work access. That's, that's, yeah, yeah.
0: You got to do Access then the Excel then to a yeah. CSV.
1: File. I'm like, "Oh, that's too much stuff, man." Exactly. And that's, but that's If you cool. go to if you go if you want to know how to turn convert files from Access to Excel and then over to a uh, CSV, you just go on YouTube. It's on YouTube. But I just haven't gotten to the point where I like explaining that, so I just do it myself um and then I just send it to the VA after the fact.
0: That's right. So yeah, so what I do is I created about 75 internal training videos for the company where a virtual assistant can just get plugged in go watch the video and see how to do Some task step by step by step easy. So that's how I kind of do it Because I don't want to keep repeating that stuff So like I said, we got about 75 videos that just say here This is how to do this step by step and they can go watch the video and if they have a question, you know Come back and answer. Thanks for those thumbs up, by the way. So, um, Byron we about to wrap this thing up. Give yes. the family something tangible they can go do, some closing remarks, some powerful something that they can take off and uh take action and make this business happen for
1: them. Man, I would say, um uh, uh, I would say, you know, the main thing is keep it simple, right? Definitely keep it simple. If you're starting out, um, don't feel like, pressure to go and do everything just because you hear different gurus and different people talking about this is the new hottest thing don't just jump on every single wave don't jump on every single wave all marketing works it all works you just need to become an expert in one track your numbers this is another thing that a lot of people don't do especially at the beginning but trust me if you get good at tracking your numbers you're gonna be real good at expanding your team if you're not tracking your numbers you don't know where you need People, or how you can utilize people. So track your numbers, keep it simple, and don't mind read. Go out there, make your offers, you know, and and, and get to the business of doing real estate instead of the business of looking like a real estate investor. Um, you know, and that goes for the for, from from business cards on down. Like you don't need none of that. You don't even need an LLC. None of that. Don't get caught up in trying to look like the part. Get caught up in doing the business, and that's. Generating leads, converting leads, selling leads. I mean, selling contracts. Period.
0: Now that's straight, st- straight truth. I just got to talking to somebody about that exact same thing. I said, "So, what are you doing? Uh, you know, on your business? Oh, I'm gonna go get my LLC next week, man. You don't need no LLC. Get a deal. I don't get a want deal.
1: No LLC talk. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you can get that with your first deal money if you need to get exactly. you a deal. So I appreciate you, Byron. ByronTheInvestor.com, that's his website. Let me put it back up on here. So what's on his website that people can see?
1: Um, So you can book consultations, private consultations with me if you want to. Uh, I need to update that because I don't have the time to do it as much as I be wanting to. Um, But I'm going to open up some more time slots for people to book. Also, um, you can get paperwork. You can get your paperwork from, from me on there. Um, I do events, different things like that. That's going to be on there as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, you know, check it out, man. Hopefully it can add value to whatever you're trying to do.
0: That's right. That's right. So ByronTheInvestor.com is his website. Follow mm-hmm. him on Instagram at ByronTheInvestor. Any other social media you own?
1: Uh, oh, YouTube. I'm, I'm getting ready to start my YouTube channel. I've been neglecting that. Um, but I'm getting ready to start that. And also on the website, you want to subscribe because I do give away a lot. I do a lot of freebies. Um, and so you definitely want to subscribe to my website. Um, that way you'll hear about it whenever I do give the freebies. So no, just like fine. right now, I'm, I'm getting ready to announce that all of the people that bought my original assignment agreement, I'm going to give that to the new one to them for free. So uh, y'all just heard that right here. So um, all of the people that bought the old the original, you're going to get the update one for free. So
0: Automatic. Yeah. Just look at that. Automatic giver. Just a giver. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
1: All right. Any other final words you want to give the family before we get up out of here and do some oh, more yeah. woke stuff? Man, do some deals and tag me in them, man. I, I want to celebrate your success. Um, And it makes me look like, you know, I'm helping people. So I like that. You know what I mean? So definitely tag me in it. I want to celebrate with you. Uh, and that's it, man. That's it. Um, that's
0: right. Uh, I didn't mean to ask you, too. So you say you're doing Houston around or do you do all over Texas?
1: Um, mostly Houston and surrounding areas. Um, like, you know, I would probably say maybe about 100 miles around Houston. So 100, 200 miles. OK, uh, now we we do, do stuff in Louisiana as well. Um, but like I say, when it comes to the stuff that we're marketing for is mostly right where we are. Cause Houston is real big, man. And all these areas around here, man, million cities around here. It's more than enough for just what we doing right here. It's <laughs> enough
0: concentration right here. The traffic,
1: huh? <laughs> but we are planning. We are planning on expanding to the whole southern region. Um, but again, that's going to be in time. I say probably by next year we'll definitely be in the uh, uh, southern region, if not national.
0: Twenty twenty one is your year, huh?
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: All right, bro. I appreciate you coming on and value to everybody. Like I said, if this video, give y'all any type of value. Be sure to give it a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share, just share it on over straight into some Facebook group. Share somebody like, Hey, yeah, check this out. They talk for two hours about all kinds of cool stuff. I know some value dropped in here because I even learned some. That's why I do these interviews and stuff. Cause I want to know some stuff too. Like, Hey, how do I know? I answer y'all questions, all of that good stuff. So thanks again, Byron. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So that's how we're going to do it, family. Make sure, like I said, give this video a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share. And if you are looking to get um, any type of uh, contracts, cool gear, or coaching, make sure you check out the website, wokerealestate.com. Wokerealestate.com. Everything you need there. Also, if you want to get the uh, free JV agreement, the free joint venture agreement, all you got to do is text JV to 31996 text jv to 31996 if you want to work with other wholesalers other real estate investors or you're working with uh real estate agents anything we just did a deal with this document uh up in virginia where it was multiple parties everybody got their share of the deal to get their piece of the pie that humble pie like my boy byron just said, humble pie get a slice so make sure you do that and uh check that out so just text jv to 31996 And like I said, next week, we'll be on 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. We're going to be talking about how to find quality data nationwide, how to stack your list for maximum efficiency. That's next Monday night, March the 9th, right back here at the same time. Also, the following week, like I said, we'll be on with Chris Rude, Real Estate Rude. Make sure you're tuned in for that. How to get the deals, how to get the skills to get the deals, because you know it takes skills, baby. We're going to talk about that. He out of Louisiana doing big deals down there. Also, we got Real Estate Diddy coming up on March the 30th. That's my bro out of Alabama. You know, they're doing a lot of deals. They did $1.5 million in real estate last year. They're going to probably top that this year. Probably going to get up to over $2 million. So we want to get around some heavy hitters and pick their brain. Master negotiator right there. Definitely want to get him on the line to get some lines from him. And if we want to keep it simple, come on back to Wholesaling Houses for Newbies. We'll be on with Corey Nicole on Monday, April the 6th. 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. So like I said, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Bang that bell if you're watching on YouTube. Follow if you're watching on Periscope. Uh, And also, if you haven't already, join the free Facebook group, Woke Real Estate Investors on Facebook. It's a free Facebook group where you can come in and ask your questions as you're working on deals. You got many people in there providing value, me and others. If you have a deal, you're like, hey, I'm stuck on this point. Give us the numbers or whatever. Give us the information. We try to help you get through the deal for free woke real estate investors on Facebook. So we got plenty of free resources. So it's really no excuse not to get in the game, get in the game and make that change. All right. So I hope this value is valuable for you all. All right. So about to get up out of here and do some more woke stuff. Follow me on all social media outlets at Chris Monroe STL. That's Snapchat. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to be up YouTube. Chris Monroe STL. They're free videos on that so do what you do be who you be and I'll see you before you see me peace out hey, we have if hey, we have if hey, we have, I
1: stay Whoa, 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 whoa